Welcome to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN Network. Come join us as we study the Word of God together. Go get your Bible and let's see what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for joining us. This is Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Uh, thank you for joining us around the world, wherever you may be. We hope you hear something today that will be of encouragement, something that will bless you. And if you are not saved, that's the age-old question, what must I do to be saved? Amen? Amen. All right, as always, we're going to start out with scripture and prayer, and then we'll have exhortation from Sister Kay and a song from Frida. Amen. Amen. Okay, the scripture I have is Luke 12, 25 and 26. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life. Come on. Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? And it was very short, but it says a lot. We always want to worry about things, and we always stress ourselves worrying about things that we can't change. So, all right, let's go ahead and bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, Lord, and I thank you for all the blessings that you continue to bring us, Lord. I pray for this service, Lord. May you have your hand on it, Lord. May you continue to help us to grow in the knowledge and the wisdom of your word, Lord, and be with Pastor today as he brings a message, Lord. May it be a message from you, Lord. Help us continue to grow closer to you, Lord. I also want to pray for Sister Jackie and Sister Daphne, Lord, that you be with them, Lord and help them to heal, Lord. Continue to help us grow closer to you, Lord, and to be more like you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise, praise the Lord. Lord. I said praise the Lord. Praise you know, the Lord. I'm dealing with some stuff right now. You know, I, I got a revelation on something. It, and man, it, it really hit me. And the revelation, you know, in, in Psalms 23, where it says the Lord uh, prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Uh -huh. Woo! Do y'all know the story about when when um, they, was they was chasing Jesus and they was trying to kill him and the Lord sent him back yes. to serve? Well, guess what, y'all? I got to go back and serve somewhere that I didn't want to go. Mm. Okay. But, but he said... I place a table before you in the presence of your enemy. You know, when he sent Jesus back to serve the people, he gave him exactly what he needed. Yeah. He opened the door for him to go back and tell the people what they needed to hear. Uh -huh. But sometimes, you know, we have to go back into the hurt, the pain, the distraction, all this stuff in order to do God's work. Yeah. So I just want to tell y'all, no matter if you have to go back to the hurt and pain, you can't always run from the hurt and pain. Yeah. You got to realize you got to face the hurt and pain face, yeah. in order to grow in Christ. 
And Lord knows I've been struggling with this thing. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. But God just revealed something to me this morning. He said, when I prepare the table before you, Karen, in the presence of your enemy, I go before you yeah. and open the door. And the word that you have to give, that's what you give. Yeah, yeah. Man, y'all just don't know how heavy that is on my heart right now. Right. Because who want to stand before the enemies? Amen. Who want to give an enemy a word? Amen. Who wants to go back to the hurt and pain? Yes. I realized back in May the 7th, 2017, I came within a group of people that helped me grow where I felt that I had lost the growth that I had, that God has started in me. Y'all right. have no idea how much y'all have touched my heart. This, 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 these tears that I'm crying, I'm just thankful. See, sometimes you gotta let God know you're thankful. Sometimes you gotta let the people know that you're thankful for them being in, in the midst, inviting you into their families. That y'all just don't know that. That, that just touches my heart. It gives me so much peace. It also gives me ooh, Lord, have mercy. Y'all just don't know how much the part that you have that I need have helped me. Y'all have no idea until you have to go back in the presence of your enemies and learn that you can stand and speak a word of God. Y'all okay. have no idea standing before the hurt and pain disruption that has been brought into your spirit that God said that girl lean not to your own understanding but in all your ways trust in me I'll get you through. Woo! Jesus so all I can do today is say, thank you, Lord. But when I stand in the midst of the enemy, which is my pain, my hurt, Lord, use me like you never used me before. Amen. See, we ain't trying to hurt nobody, but sometimes God give us a hard saying to say to people. And that's hurt. Because, you know, because the word said we should be about love, peace, and joy, and gentleness. Mm -hmm. So I, I can do it in gentleness. I can do it in peace. But when you got to do a word, well, you got to go back into a territory where people try to kill you. Think of Jesus. Yep. They wanted to kill Jesus. Yeah. And he got away, but he had to go back. So remember this. When you're working for God, sometimes you have to go back into a territory to give somebody a word. Or you have to go back into that territory to show them that God lives within you, that you can stand in the midst of any storm that comes your way. Amen. Amen.
purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my I was thinking about 
as I meditated on the Word of God this week and put out the prayers that I put out on Facebook, I was thinking about our faith. And I was thinking about how impossible, the Bible says, it's, you can't please God without it. And then I remember in the scriptures, the, the apostles asked after he explained how much they forgive, they said, Lord, increase our faith. And in Luke, we, we, we're finishing the Beatitudes. And, and, and Beatitudes is something that you just can't do without faith. You, you, you can't do anything without faith. And your faith, I want you to get this, your faith is only as good and as strong as the object it possesses. What I mean by that, Pastor, what you mean by that? What I mean by that is, is that, let's say I had a 12-ounce jar up here. And in that 12-ounce jar, and I had water over here, and I had 30 ounces of water, I could only put 12 ounces of that liquid in that 12-ounce jar, right? And then it would overflow. Well, the only way that we could have what God wants to have for us is to increase our faith. So how do we go about increasing our faith? Your faith is increased through the trials and tribulations that cause you to have to trust God. So your, go, your glass or your bowl goes from 12 ounces to 30 ounces to 40 ounces as you begin to handle the afflictions of your life through faith. Like Karen talked about, she's going to go back and do something, but she has to do it in faith. Because there's no guarantee that they won't kill her. Amen. Amen. Hey, I don't say they're not going to mess with you. They might throw apples at us, huh? But that's not the point. The point is, can you trust God in the midst of your enemies to have the faith to continue to do what you're supposed to do? See, it's only once you go into the mission can your faith grow. When you don't look at the faces and you look at the purpose, and if the purpose is like the word of Bible says, the word of God is for correction, reproof, and instruction, and rebuke for the saint of God to be prepared for, be prepared for all good works. And a lot of times what happens is to grow our faith, he has to put us in the jungle, as I would say, with nothing but him and you. But in the narrative of Luke, in the narrative of Matthew, you have a unique, two unique stories. One is about a, 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 a centurion and one is about a woman from Canaan from Sidon. These are Gentiles. And I, and I studied what a centurion was and a centurion is someone was a soldier. He was the soldier of soldiers. You knew a centurion by the way he was dressed and decorated and aware of where he carried his arms. A centurion only carried his sword on his left side. A centurion had to be educated. He had to be able to read. He had to be able to write. And he was known for being a perfect killer. A centurion would follow the orders of the commander over him to the letter. He would not shrink back. He would not hold back. And he would do as Caesar or his commander would tell him to do. He could befriend you one moment and cut off your head the next. He was a soldier's soldier. He was a man's man. And if you open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 7, you have the story of a centurion. 
You have the story of a soldier, soldier, and, and we need to see. You know, and I, and I gotta ask you a question. What is the last time God marveled at your faith? Mm. What is the last time that you would actually say you marveled at the level of faith you had? Mm. When is the last time God turned to you, Jesus turned to you and said, you know what? You got great faith. And it's interesting to me as I unpack these stories, I see some things that I never paid attention to. It's because I have to ask my question. Does God ever marvel at the faith that I have? Does God ever marvel at the faith that walking truth has? Do we have that kind of faith that against all odds that God sees that we trust? And remember, your faith is only as strong as the object possesses. And the object I'm talking about is Jesus. Mm-hmm. See, don't have faith in me. Because I can let you down. Don't have faith in each other. Because we can let each other down. But when you have faith in the perfect man, the God man, Jesus, he will never let you down. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't you get what you want all the time. Uh-huh. What that means is he's going to always put you in a, in, a, in a situation, as Pastor Sim said, to flourish. And you have to understand flourishing is spiritual so much that, that God has to put you in adverse situations just to test your faith. A faith that can't be tested. It's a faith that can't be trusted. So as we go through this story, and we're going to go through the woman, uh, the Canaanite woman, you see two different types of people with two levels of different life. And Jesus was marveled at the faith of the centurion, and then he told the, 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 the prostitute woman her faith was great. One in authority and one in the slums. Two opposite ends of the social economic spectrum, but God marveled at their faith. God was amazed at the amount of faith they had because they were the kind of people that should not have faith in Jesus. They should have never had faith in Jesus. A centurion's God was Caesar. And the Canaanite woman's God was herself. And we understand we fall in between those two. And we're going to see with this story. All right, Steve. Luke chapter 7. Verse 1. Luke chapter 7, starting at 1. After he had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him, him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. And Jesus went with them. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be here. For I too am a man set under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, 
he marveled at him and turning to the crowd that followed him said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. Amen. Amen. There's a lot in that. <coughs> There's a lot to dig out of that. And, and I'm going to take my time and just look at some points that I want to share with you guys. And I'm not going to have Steve read this, but if you go to Matthew 8, you'll see the story again. And the story actually tells you what was wrong with the young man, the, the slave, the, the servant that he endured. He was paralyzed. And because he was paralyzed, he couldn't move, of course. But we see in Luke, the rendition by Luke, we see that this centurion loved the nation of Israel to the point that he built their church. Mm -hmm. A man that was a Gentile built the Jewish church. Well, let me break it down to you even better. A man that was an unbeliever built the church. Amen. Somebody who was not supposed to even be around the Israelites or the Jews accepted him built their church. He loved the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob to the point he understood some things. Whatever life he had, even though he was not an Israelite, he lived up to it by doing good works. God tells us that when we begin to get the light of God in us, it just compels us out of love to do good works. So this person who was an outsider became an insider because he wanted to do right by the people in Israel. But it's interesting as we study the Old Testament, the people of Israel never did right by God. The people who should have known better didn't do better. You know, we got that old saying that if you know better, you do better. That's a lie. I've known better on a whole bunch of things that didn't do better. Maybe I'm the only one. My whoopings will tell you yeah. I didn't do better. I <laughs> but God is showing us that, that you can be so close to God that you miss him because you think you are entitled to him. Mm. See, there was no recognition. See, and I'm going to say this. And with the Phoenician woman, God, he marveled at the centurion's faith. But with the Phoenician woman, he told her, in uh, Matthew chapter 15 that she had great faith. Amen. And as he marveled at the centurion's faith, he told the, the woman that he said that he wasn't sent to the Gentiles, but to the house of Israel. And even she said that the, 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 the dogs eat from the crumbs of the master's table. And he was amazed at the level of faith because she risked it all. She risked her security. She risked her health. She wasn't supposed to be there. But she knew something. She understood something the centurion stood. She recognized. See, when affliction comes to you, the first thing God wants you to do is recognize. What does he want you to recognize? He wants you to recognize your inability to be able to handle it. Some of you walk around like you can handle everything. But when affliction, when that God-given affliction hits you, you don't know what to do. You talk fast and talk quick, but you got to recognize God has sent that affliction so you can recognize who he is. The centurion recognized who he is because he was a man in authority just like God was. 
he understood that when you are a man of authority, you tell people to go and they go. You tell people to come and you come. And he said, because you are under authority and you are the authority and you, my faith is in the authority of who you said you was. And, and you got to remember, by this time, the word had went out about Jesus killing a whole bunch of people. So he understood what was said about Jesus. But isn't it interesting, a person who shouldn't believe started believing? Amen. He heard the word. He heard what Jesus had came to do, which is in Isaiah 61 and 1. He came to heal. He came to set the captives free. He came with the good news of liberty. He came to heal the blind, to give the blind sight, make the lame walk. He was doing that on a wholesale basis. There's not been as many miracles as there were during the time with Jesus. He said, I came to do that, and I came with authority to do that. And, and he heard about this man. He had, he had understood. He said, look, I understand what authority looks like. I tell men to go, they go. I tell men to come, they come. But all you got to do, I recognize that you are under authority and your response has to be a response of faith. So first you recognize your inability and recognize who's in authority. Who's in control? Jesus. You're not in control. Recognize. And then after you recognize that you're not in control and he is in control, then there's a response. And his response was what? His response was, look, all you need to do is say the word and my servant be healed. A man under authority that has a hundred men under him is willing to take his faith and place it in Jesus and say, you have the power I don't have. Amen. You can heal him. We would love for you to come, but guess what? Your authority is such that I'm not worthy for you to come into my house. Amen. Just send the word. And I believe my servant will be healed. So the response is always in humility. Yeah. Your response to, to when you recognize is always humble yourself. You know how you, how a mechanic, he looks at your car and you pull into a bank. And then they put on the machine and they jack it up so they can see better. Because yeah. there's, there's only certain things can be worked on when the car is elevated above the person working on it. Yeah. There's only certain things. It can be done for you through God when you elevate him. Yeah. God can only work on you once you elevate him. He said, if you lift me up and I'll draw all men unto me. A lot of times we don't lift God up high enough so he, we can test our faith. See, the fact that you will lift him up beyond your understanding tests your faith. See, you got to always keep God on the throne and you where you at. Your vertical with God has to be higher than where you are horizontally. See, you got to understand, you got to recognize that your response has to be a response of humility. The Canaanite woman's was response of humility. She said, even the dogs yeah. eat from the master's table. Her affliction and his affliction is so bad. And think about this. The affliction is not on them. The affliction is on somebody they love. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, God will afflict someone you love so you can seek him out. He don't have to afflict you. Mm -hmm. He got to afflict somebody you love. Mm -hmm. See, because it's easy if you afflict me to lift them up. Mm -hmm. But when you afflict somebody I love, am I willing to humble myself and lift them up? Mm -hmm. Am I willing to go to him for 
our dear sisters, brothers who are afflicted by sickness and disease? Am I willing to take the time out of my day and say, you know what? I love them so much, God. I'm going to bring them before you. But first, I'm going to humble myself and say, Lord, I can't do nothing. I can't cure them. You're the great physician. You're the one who can heal them from the inside out. You're the one who can send a word and they can be healed immediately. And God responds to a faith that's been expanded and stretched. Remember, saints, God is always trying to stretch your faith. Amen. He doesn't want your faith to be stagnant and stale and stuck in the same place. So he, you got you, you got to recognize, you got the response, and then you got the you got the result. The result of a faith that is marveled at, a result of a faith that's great, is God moving into the area of faith to alleviate the affliction, not based upon your faith, but your capacity to worship Him in faith. We have to have the capacity to expand our faith beyond what we normally do from week to week. Every day, every month, every year, your faith should be expanding to the point you can handle more affliction. Because the Bible teaches us that through patience and affliction, we have this thing called growth and endurance. See, you can endure some things because you went through some things. The fact that the word endure means that you went through some things, got through the thing, got over the thing, and you're willing to have some more things. We always try to run to the place of rest. Yeah. But rest can only come when you go through the affliction. Yeah. Rest can only come when you recognize, when your response is right, and then God replies in turn to the act of your faith. And only through when you went through can you enter into his rest. Uh -huh. But you know what? I've learned you only enter into his rest for a little while. <laughs> because God got something else around the corner to expand your faith. Yeah. Your next affliction is right behind you laying your head on that bed and getting relaxed and say, God, thank you for getting me over that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me of like the trip we took. It was like nervous up to the time to go, did we have to do, but the time to come back was quickly. Yeah, it's always like that, yep. No matter how many times I go on vacation, it's like the day before you come back, you can't believe it's over. The rest period is done, and you have to step back into reality of the real world. But you know, God's rest is a real world, too. Yes, it is. For the saints of God. Because, see, the rest comes again. That we recognize who he is in our inadequacy, and we rely totally on him. Our faith is placed in him and on the cross. When I say him, I mean the resurrection power that he given each and every one of us on the cross. He is raised for your justification. You have no more enemy. You're not an enemy of God anymore. You're a friend of God because he said you were. Yes. But it doesn't mean affliction is not going to come. The paralyzation was an affliction, but thank God that his master loved him thank God that his human master looked out enough for him to say go get Jesus because I've heard about him mm -hmm. the question is have somebody believed your report okay. have you told people enough about Jesus that, 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 that they begin to inquire about this God that you serve have you shown them and testified about the afflictions you've been through to show them that you have the faith of that mustard seed that can move mountains or do you have that faith that 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 you can be all bloody and whatever and and and, and is told to stay in the house and you're gonna find a way to get to Jesus just touch his garment mm -hmm. or you like the woman at the well that that you lived a debauchery life to the point that you don't believe that God will do anything and one day God shows up and says 
I am he or who you've been looking for. Mm -hmm. See, that takes a faith to be marveled at. That takes a faith to be great. When all your back is against the wall and you just can't find no way out, you don't know how this is going to get done and how that's going to be accomplished, then all of a sudden there's a phone call or, or something comes in the mail or you get a good news and you know it ain't nothing but God. And God say, I'm stretching your faith. Yeah. I'm throwing you in the fire to stretch your faith. The Hebrew boys had good faith when they were talking to Nebuchadnezzar. But once they went in the fire and saw Jesus, they came out and had great faith. Some of us need to be put in the fire so our faith can grow. You run away from affliction. You run away from conflict because you don't believe that you can handle it. But Jesus said, somewhere in this Bible says, I can do all things yeah. through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. That takes faith. You're not operating under your own power, saints. You're operating under the power of the Holy Spirit that you are sealed by him as a guarantee to receive your glorified body. No one should be able to steal your faith. Amen. Nothing should be able to stop you from exercising your faith. I double dare dog you to go out here and exercise your faith. Not on material things, but on the afflictions of other people. Amen. See, it's easy. I'm going to have faith for a car. I'm going to have faith. No, I ain't talking about that kind of faith. Just get some money. You can buy all that. I'm talking about when somebody is down and out. And they don't have nobody else to trust. And you bring them the love of Jesus. And you say, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, I give to thee. Yeah, Take up your bed and walk. The reason why the church don't have power is because they don't have that faith to be marveled at. The reason why some of the churches don't have power is because they don't have the power of that great faith. See, you have to be willing to walk up to somebody and say, I ain't got no money and I ain't got no sandwiches, but if you know what I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the bread of life. Okay. So you got to be willing to give somebody bread of life. But you can only give what you have faith in. See, see, I'm learning because you come to church and because you say you saved, you might not be saved. You might be churched. Okay. Yeah, that's a difference. And there's a difference. Yeah, that's a difference. You can be Israel and not be Israel. Yeah. See, when you learn your Bible, you know that. Mm -hmm. Paul said that based upon what he know Israel experienced in the Old Testament. Yeah. yeah. You could be born in the right family. With the right heritage. Mm -hmm. And be chosen by God by blood. And still not walking with Abraham. Was justified by. Because he was justified because he trusted God. Yeah. We are in the household of faith. That makes us a part of Abraham. Not our blood lineage. Right. Not the church you affiliated to. Mm -hmm. You can belong to a bad church. And still walk in faith. Amen. Yeah. You can belong to a good church. And be churched. Yeah. But it's when your faith is tested with somebody else's affliction, we will see what you really have faith in. Do you really believe in your heart of hearts that you can come to God and tell him what's on your heart and have faith that he will answer in the way that he chooses? Not necessarily giving you what you want, but showing you and giving you what you need. Amen. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm -hmm. And to believe that, that has to be believed by faith. Because you know what sometimes, saints? I sometimes think that God has forsaken me. 
Oh, okay, I'm the only one. Sometimes when things, Steve, is not going the way I thought they should go, I believe God has either turned his back on me or, or he's walked away or hung up or I done done something that I'm not getting what I want. But then God reminds me, it's not about what you want. It's about what I want to give you. So you got to trust that I'm going to give you what you need in spite of what you want. And I ain't left you. I just know what you're asking for ain't going to help you. See, I got to have faith in that. That's the God I serve. I have the God I serve as a God of second and third and fourth chances. That's how we don't give up on nobody. We have faith in the God that died for us, that shed his blood for us, that no matter what sin anybody does, no matter what condition they may, may be in today, he can change that thing in an instant. Yeah. This is the reward of faith. The reward of both of their faiths was this. He said it both times. He said, as you believe, yeah. let it be done to you. Yeah. See, the belief didn't activate the faith the belief made the faith realize in them. He's just acknowledging, look, you have recognized, you have received the message, you understand authority, and you believe I can, and I will. So as you have believed, I will. As you believe, let it be done unto you. And if you notice, God doesn't have a rehabilitation program. You know how you get hurt? You go to rehab, mm -hmm. weeks on end, mm -hmm. trying to get back to normal. Yeah. And sometimes you just never quite get back to normal. Mm -hmm. When God touches you, you, in this case, are instantaneously healed. There is no rehabilitation program. There is no walk first and run later. If you was running when you got afflicted, when God touches you, you'll be running when he touches you. If you couldn't, if you was talking and yelling and praising God when your voice was lost, guess what? When God touches your voice, come back. Yeah. God is the kind of God that whatever He does, He does with the the dunamis power, the power of dynamite, the power that cannot be thwarted by anyone. Don't you know there's not a devil in hell or a person on earth when God wants to move in your life that can stop it? Not even you can stop when God wants to move because God doesn't move based upon how good you are. God based His movement on how much He loves you. Sometimes God had to love you out of a situation because you just won't obey. Yes. He, ain't gonna, he don't even want to whoop on you because he don't be whoop on you, he break you. <laughs> so he got to love you out of the situation. He got to bring people to keep saying, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Like, hey, encourage, encourage, encourage. Keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. No, you don't have to stop. I know the load gets heavy, but remember that I will carry that load with you. I will step into that fire with you. I will go through the flood with you. I will go through the darkness with you. Wherever you in, I'll be there. Just all you got to do is call on me. Yeah. See, faith make me call on God. The faith, I want God to say, Pastor, I marvel at your faith. Pastor, you have great faith. Why do you know that, Lord? He said, I'll put you through some stuff. And you still trust me. Jesus. I didn't let that thing arrive on the day that you thought it was going to arrive on, and you still trusted me. Okay. I let that person say that to you, and you still smiled with joy because you trusted me. You didn't get off mission when people try to shake you off mission through accolades. You know, you know, one of the best worst things can happen to a, a preacher is that they start believing their own press. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But you trust me. He shed his stripes that so you could be healed from sin, but sin is always crouching, waiting to exploit us through the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life, but yet and still my faith. Jesus told Peter, the devil decided to whip you and sent you like wheat, but I prayed for you that your faith wouldn't fail you. You got to get to the point that you understand Jesus prayed that your faith Faith wouldn't fail you. That's how you prosper. That's how you endure. That's how you thrive. It's because your faith is still strong and it's anchored in Jesus and no one can shake you off the rock. But the wind is coming. Just when you put your head on your pillow and you close your eyes, you feel that tug at the bottom of your sheet. And there it is. Trouble. And God say, didn't I get you through that one? I'll get you through this one. Have you ever considered my servant Job? Have you ever considered my servants walking truth? Will they be able to handle the shaking? Will they be able to handle the affliction? Will they be able to handle the things that come naturally to those who serve me? He didn't say it was going to be easy, but he said you're going to make it through. And whatever you go through is refining you like pure gold. That's what he talks about. You've been refined in the furnace of affliction so you can come out like pure gold. But I know it's hard, saints. I'm not telling you it's easy. I know it's easy for me to say that it's easy for me to do. That's why I got to rely on the Holy Spirit. Because my flesh want to run sometimes. My flesh don't want to do some things sometimes for the Lord. Because I think it's futile because I'm not seeing what I want. But God said, I didn't call you to get what you want. I called you to obedience to obey me. See, that's what you got to realize. When you called into whatever you called into your gift, God didn't give you the gift for you. He gave you the gift for somebody else. He just said, be obedient to the gift that I gave you and be obedient to me. And worship me and not the gift. But it's only by faith we can do that. <laughs> so we got we got to recognize. We got to respond right. And then we can enter his rest. But remember, then the rest is the reward. But right after you finish enjoying your reward, right after, I mean, it could be the next second. Here it comes again. But it's going to come in a different fashion because you conquered that thing. You conquered that thing. The devil got to come a different kind of way. But it's yeah. still under the lust of the flesh and the lust out of the pride of life. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta recognize when he comes. See, when you start walking with a faith walk, you can see the devil coming a mile away. Uh -huh. He ain't gotta get up close to you. You can smell him. Here he comes. He think he's fooling me. I'm gonna sit here and play the fool, but not be the fool. What you want, devil? Well, I thought that you know you're gonna grow and y'all gonna have 200 people. Really? So what I'm supposed to do, devil? Well, you know, I got this program. I want you to follow. But the Lord ain't told me to do that. The Lord told me to shepherd who's in front of me, not who's out there without me. Y'all get that? Deal with the people that's in front of you. Quit trying to go out here and deal with people not in front of you. There's a whole bunch of people that's in front of you. I'm talking about your family members. They need a word of encouragement, need the gospel for you to be preached to them and talk to them. You know, you try to look out beyond that. I mean, yeah, we don't want to do outreach, but again, you can just outreach right in your own home. 
But you got to have faith to do it. Amen. So we got great faith and we got marvel faith. And again, the question is, do you really want God to say that? And do you want to go through the affliction it takes for God to say it about you? And of course, we'll say yes, because that's what we're supposed to say. But you know, it's daunting sometimes. Yeah, it is. It's daunting sometimes, it meaning that it's scary sometimes yeah. to walk into a room of darkness where you're the only light. Yeah. To walk into a situation where you're walking in as an ambassador of God and you got to trust what God is doing because you don't want to be there and they don't want you there. Mm. They don't want to hear nothing you got to say unless it praises them. When you're in a situation where somebody in your family is sick, and everybody has given up. But you have to have faith in the Lord that is raised from the dead, that you can walk in the power of the resurrection, that you don't have to give up. I don't care if your children's on drugs. I don't care if the women out here are being prostitutes. I don't care what they are doing. Don't you give up faith. Amen. Because you may be the only hope that they have. Your faith. Because your faith is not transferable, but your faith is contagious. Amen. It's not transferable. Right. But it's contagious. Sometimes somebody just needs to see how well, how far you will to walk on the, into the fire. For them. Stretch your faith a little bit more, saints. Stretch it. Stretch it. No, no, no. You ain't got to ask for affliction. It's coming. Don't be saying, God, give me affliction. No, 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 no. no. Don't do that. Just, it's coming. Just, just keep walking. When y'all walk out this door today, and this ain't even prophetic. Right. Trouble is on the other side of that door yeah. Waiting for you waiting. To strengthen your faith mm. It may be financial It may be illness It may be your children It may be your grandchildren It may be your health But it's right outside that door And see that's what we call this the sanctuary Because the devil don't have no foothold Inside of you Even though he may come in every time Time but when we start talking about Jesus, he's going to check out. Yeah. Not that he's going to leave up out of here, walk up out of here, but he'll just be quiet. Mm -hmm. Until we call on him. And we're not going to give him no foothold even call on him. We're just going to say, we're going to walk by faith and not by sight. He's going to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We're the head and not the tail. We are not going to give up on God because God didn't give up on us. See, I like running stuff together like that because that gives me the faith to walk this thing out by faith. We preach Christ and crucified. Yes. And it's the crucified Christ that died to give us faith. They didn't know if there was going to be a Christ that was crucified mm -hmm. that was going to take their faith from faith that was marvel, that faith that was great faith to a faith that was outstanding. I just believe when Jesus came back and revealed himself to four or five hundred people, he had to go back to those who demonstrated faith. Mm -hmm. He said, you had faith in me when I was here? Have faith that I resurrected. And now you can walk in the power of faith, which is the power of resurrection. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for letting us recognize. I thank you for let, allowing us to receive the report, the good news. The good news is that you died for our sins. The good news is that you were raised for our justification. The good news, Lord, thank you that you have imputed righteousness unto us and that we no longer have to walk with our heads down so we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, increase our faith. 
Increase our faith, Lord, that we can handle more of you because without faith it's impossible to please you. So we need to increase our faith so we can actually know how far we've come. But Lord, as we you increase our faith, we faith, we understand that the next challenge is around the corner. So Lord, let us rest in the time of rest and get prepared for the next challenge. But let us use the same formula. Let us recognize you. Let us believe the report that you said about us. Let us walk in the power of this faith. And Lord, 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 let us walk towards the reward of the rest. But we got to go through to get there. You're the only authority that we can count on by faith. And we trust you by faith. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for tuning in to the Walk True Christian Fellowship Church broadcast. We want to thank you, all of those who are listening around the world. We always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and at peace. And what? Walk, walk in truth. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you, consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed, and appreciated. Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN Network. Come join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for Sunday worship. Bible study is held on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are located at 3006 North Lindbergh Boulevard Suite 711, St. Louis, Missouri, 63074. All are welcome and we look forward to seeing you soon.